0: How do dreamers, thought leaders, paradigm shifters change the world? They have to ask themselves this one question. Am I willing to chase my dreams? If you want to know how to push the boundaries of your influence, impact the world, and live out your God-given dreams, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to the Passion and Prestige podcast. I am your host, world changer, dream chaser, and all-around nice guy, Teron Nolan. I am so glad you are here with us today, because today, we're going to be talking about what motivates you to keep going forward. When things are difficult, what are those things that motivate you to keep pushing forward? Let's talk about it. They just want to knock you off the top, but I ain't going to drop till I say so, till I say so. Cause I say so. This is it. I'm going to drown in a foreign country. I'll never see my mom again, never get married, never watch the Cowboys win another Super Bowl. I can't believe this is how my story will end. Hold up. Let me rewind and start from the beginning. The thought of whitewater rafting in the Dominican Republic sounded like a dream come true. I was so jazzed that I couldn't sleep the night before. I mean, how often do you get the opportunity to float down a river in a tropical country? That morning, me and my closest friends scarfed down our eggs, pineapple slices, and fried plantains. In the DR, everyone eats plantains, a type of banana, a little larger and tougher than the ones we're used to with the unfamiliar flavor. We packed in and on top of an old La Guagua. Imagine a bus with the top torn off, all the paint stripped and faded, no decals, no bumpers, and no matching hubcaps. Just from the look of the La Guagua, we should have known that everything about this trip was about to go terribly wrong. The La Guagua seemed to rumble and shake as it climbed higher and higher into the Dominican mountains. The old bus appeared to exhale a sigh of relief and exhaust as it arrived at our final destination. Now, I probably shouldn't use the word final destination. For those of you who remember those terrifying movies about the most random freak accidents ever, then you understand why the choice of words and this story I'm telling could spell disaster. Happy to be alive and no longer nauseated, I raced off that old stinky bus. As soon as my sandals hit the rubbery red dirt, I knew that I had been transported to another world. It was like nothing I'd ever seen before. Jungle mixed with tropical, mixed with rainforest, crystal clear waters, birds of all shapes, sizes, and colors. I kept thinking to myself, this is what Adam must have felt like when he was placed in the garden. I was surrounded by paradise. We quickly signed waivers. Most of it, I didn't really understand, seeing that it was written in... A weird mix of English and Spanish and a combination of the two. I did notice the word muete a lot. I'm guessing that must have meant, I don't know, lots of fun or a really good time. Not really sure. We slipped on our helmets and life vest, and with paddles in hand, we waited for our fearless instructor and whitewater rafting guides. For those of you who are not into the whole whitewater rafting thing, Let me take you to school for a moment. There are six different levels or classes of whitewater rafting courses. Class one is the easiest. Think a romantic float down the river. Class three is for beginners. You're going to get wet and walk away with some sweet stories and some cool pictures. And class six, you know what happens once you drain the water in a bathtub? how the water forms a cyclone and everything gets tossed around the tub. Now, multiply that by a thousand. That's a Class 6. I wish we would have known this vital and potentially life-saving information hours before standing on the shore, wearing a giddy smile and a life vest I'm sure was made in the 1960s. After what felt like a long wait, our instructors stumbled out of the jungle, Laughing and stumbling, from the look of it, these gentlemen either had a zest for life or they were high out of their mind. Either way, there was no turning back now. Our instructor, still venting whatever made him enthusiastically happy, yelled from the back of the raft, Get ready! This Class 5 Rapid is muy rápido! A real bruja! I couldn't make out the Spanish words, but I knew Class 5 sounded like everything about this trip was about to go terribly wrong. My father would take me to basketball practice every Wednesday evening. Secretly, I think he liked it more than I did. It's something magical that happens when fathers see their children competing. My father was my biggest fan, loudest cheerleader, and always kept the orange Gatorade flowing. As much as my dad loved watching me play basketball, I hated it. Well, that's not entirely true. I hated that I was not good at it. All the other kids seemed to possess natural ability and coordination. I looked and felt like I was doing the Macarena on roller skates. It was embarrassing, missing shot after shot, airballing, One time, I actually missed the basket and backboard so badly the ball smacked against the scoreboard and busted out a light bulb. My basketball career was already costing me money instead of making me money. The last straw came in the big game against the Heat, a local team that ran the west side of the city. The Heat wore these fire black and red jerseys with white trim and the expensive basketball shorts. You know, the ones that are the same material as the jerseys on top? Not the cheap white polyester ones we wore. It was a fast break, and because I was the slowest on the team, I had not quite reached our side of the court yet, which meant it was all up to me to stop Dion Mitchell and win the game. I could tell that Dion was not intimidated one bit, but I had had enough of being the worst kid on the court. So I stretched out my hands, closed my eyes, and swatted the air like I was Bruce Lee. Surprisingly, my middle finger on my left hand grazed the ball just enough to knock it out of Dion's hands. The crowd was on their feet, but I only cared about one person. My dad. I frantically grabbed the ball, transitioned it seamlessly to my right hand, and lifted off. I felt like MJ in the finals. All eyes were on me. The ball rolled perfectly off my fingertips and bounced off the center of the backboard and fell into the basket. I had just stole the ball from Deion Mitchell, the star player on the best team, and had scored the game-winning shot. I fell to the floor in celebration and waited for the rest of my team to shower me with cheers and orange Gatorade, but none of that happened. As I got up off the ground, I saw the whole Heat team cheering and laughing and pointing at me. That's when I realized what had just happened. I had made the game-winning basket in the wrong hoop. I was so focused on stealing the ball from Dion that I actually laid the ball up in their basket, scoring the game-winning point for the other team. I was devastated. I could deal with the laughs, the mockery, and the disappointment on my whole team's face, but what I knew I couldn't deal with was seeing that same disappointment on my father's face. As I slowly walked over to where my dad was sitting, head down, preparing for the worst, he got down on one knee, looked me eye to eye, and told me he was proud of me. He then shared one of life's greatest secrets a gem that I would carry throughout the rest of my life. He told me, son, no matter how rough the waters get, just keep paddling. We survived the first section of the wild rapids. White water slammed along the jagged rocks. I never knew water could be so loud it roared and screamed and rammed at our raft. We were all soaked, but a little confident, realizing that we had felt the power of the roaring river and had survived. That feeling of jubilee quickly left us, as our still-faded instructor screamed from the back of the raft, We just survived raton! For those of you who do not speak Spanish, raton means rat. Now brace yourself. Next up is King Kong. King Kong? King Kong was a massive, rapid of biblical proportions, a series of never-ending tidal waves and Dominican-sized waterfalls. The rocks that jutted up from out of the water looked as if they were trying to escape the wild water and gasp for air. King Kong was no joke an absolute monster that easily devoured all who dared to try. I was positioned right in the front on the left side of the raft. My good friend Jason was next to me on the right side. We would be the first to meet King Kong head on. There were so many firsts for me that day. The first time I rode on a La Guagua, the first time going whitewater rafting, and the first time I had ever seen a man fly. King Kong opened its enormous, watery mouth and sucked us in. The water seemed even more angry in this section of the river. Every crash of the river against our rickety raft felt like a thousand punches. The water was literally trying to bury us alive. We had nowhere to turn. The only instructions I remember from our brief, very brief orientation was a stern warning. If you happen to fall in, nunca, nunca, nunca open your mouth. Stay calm and don't scream. As foreigners, we were warned that drinking the water was dangerous for our health. Something about our guts and how they weren't accustomed to the difference. I didn't really pay too much attention. King Kong could sense that we were getting the best of him. That's when, in a moment of rage, King Kong threw the front of the raft right into the larger boulders in the middle of the rapid. The force felt like we had ran head on into a diesel truck, traveling 100 miles per hour down the highway. My friend Jason, who was sitting next to me, was now flying over my head. His full body had been ejected from the seat and tossed 10 feet into the air. I didn't even have time to blink before everything went dark and loud. Jason was sitting on the right side of me, now floating down the river on the left side, and I was flung out of the raft on the right side. Nunca, 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 open your mouth. Stay calm. Don't scream!" Water rushed into my mouth as it rolled over my body. I still remember being baptized as a kid, and I still believe the pastor held me down a little too long. But this, oh, this felt like the whole Dominican jungle was baptizing me and would not let me up until the job was done. The only rule we were given, the one rule that we were not supposed to forget, nunca, nunca, nunca open your mouth, don't scream. That was the only thing I was doing as I tumbled down the white rapids on my back and completely alone. I closed my eyes, took in my last sculp of water, and gave up. No matter how rough the waters get, keep keep paddling. Keep paddling. Keep paddling. Keep paddling. My mind and eyes shot open like I'd been hit with a thousand gigawatts of electricity. Keep paddling! My father's voice was screaming at me, urging me to fight on, to survive, not quit. I formed my hands into the shape of a paddle, kicked my feet, and aimed for the shore. Luckily, King Kong was unusually gracious that day and spit me out onto the sand. I lay there exhausted and trembling. Every part of me was soaked and my heart was overloaded with adrenaline. Shortly after, I heard the familiar voice of our rafting instructor. King Kong, a real bruhaha! Jason hopped out, picked me up. I was so glad to see he was okay. After checking on me, making sure I was okay, he handed me my paddle. He looked me in the eyes and said, let's go. The Terminator is next. Never, never, never give up. No matter how difficult the road or how rough the waters get, never forget that no wave can overtake you. Yes, it may shake you, but it will not break you. Set it in your mind that you will not give up because adversity only shows what you're really made of. Remember, it always seems impossible until it's done. It always seems darkest right before the sun, so run, not away from your dream, but towards it. Board the raft of perseverance and paddle until the water is gorgeous. Don't ever quit. Paddle, young one, paddle, until your dreams are content. It is so easy to give up. Too easy in my opinion. Did you know that the world's most successful people agree that what you get by achieving your goal is not as important as what you become in the process? The transformation that takes place only when you're under the pressure and in pursuit of your dreams. So keep paddling, keep going, one wave at a time, one challenge at a time. Look, I'm convinced that God knows what he's doing. If he allowed us to see the whole picture, if we could see how this whole thing was going to turn out, we would tuck our tail and run. He gives us bits and pieces, sections so we can easily digest them. And that section makes us stronger and ready for the next section, and so on and so on. It's transformation. But if you give up now, not only do you not accomplish your goals, you miss out on being a better version of you. So don't give up. Keep paddling, no matter how deep or dark that water is. Now I'm going to end this episode the way I end every single episode with these powerful, powerful words. Chase your dreams until the dreams you chase become reality. Go change the world. And remember, keep paddling. So now that you're part of the Passion and Prestige tribe, I want to know what you think. I love hearing from my listeners. So if you wouldn't mind taking a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and tag us at Passion and Prestige on Instagram. And don't forget to go into your podcast app, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review and a five-star rating. This helps us reach way more people. Passion and prestige tribe, thank you so much. I will see you next week. And remember, chase your dreams until the dreams you chased become reality. Go change the world. They just But I ain't gonna drop till I say so Till I say so Cause I say